0: Welcome to A Word From The Word on Sound of Truth Podcast. In this podcast episode, you're going to hear a shorter version of a message I delivered to the wonderful people of Harvest Jacksonville. So if you're able, grab a Bible and join me for A Word From The Word. Deuteronomy chapter 26. I want us to look at this passage of scripture, but before we look at it, I want us to think about how we love first place. We love winners. We love gold medals. Think about it. Not too often you hear someone being invited to speak someplace because they were a bronze medalist in the Olympics, although that sometimes happens, but usually it's the gold medalist that we want to hear speak. We celebrate the winner, the one who gets first place. We oftentimes don't remember who lost the World Series or the Super Bowl, I guess unless it was our team. We remember the winners. We don't remember second place or third place or fourth place. We love first place. There's a lot of emphasis in the Bible on first as well. you got the firstborn. You also have the first day of the week. But then the Bible also talks about first fruits, first place. This is our opportunity to show God he is first place in our lives. Let's look at Deuteronomy chapter 26. When you have entered the land the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance and have taken possession of it and settled in it, take some of the first fruits of all that you have produced from the soil of the land, the Lord your God is giving you, and put them in a basket. Then go to the place the Lord your God will choose as a dwelling for His name, and say to the priest in office at the time, "I declare today to the Lord your God that I have come to the land the Lord swore to our forefathers to give us." The priest shall take the basket from your hands and set it down in front of the altar of the Lord your God. Then you shall declare before the Lord your God, "My father was a wandering man, and he went down into Egypt with a few people and lived there, and became a great nation, powerful and numerous." But the Egyptians mistreated us and made us suffer, putting us to hard labor. Then we cried out to the Lord, the God of our fathers, and the Lord heard our voice and saw our misery, toil, and oppression. So the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, with great terror and with miraculous signs and wonders. He brought us to this place and gave us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And now I bring the first fruits of the soil that you, O Lord, have given me. Place the basket before the Lord and bow down before him. And you and the Levites and the aliens among you shall rejoice in all the good things the Lord your God has given to you and your household. Is God number one in your life? As a believer, he should be. We're commanded by Jesus, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. We are to have God first in our lives. The first commandment, thou shalt have no other gods before me. God is number one. And one of the ways we show God that He is number one is by giving Him the first fruits, the first fruits of our labor. Now, this principle of the first fruits can be uh, actually carried out through all of our life, not just necessarily to if we're a farmer and we produce crops and give Him the first fruits of it. It can apply to how we use our time. We should perhaps think about meeting with God at the first of our day and saying, God, you're number one. I want to talk to you first before I talk to others. Give Him the first of our paycheck. God, I'm going to give you one-tenth. At least that's the standard our family has decided to go by. So, God, we're going to give you the first of the paycheck. We're not going to wait until we see if we paid all our bills and and had all our fun, and if there's any money left over, then, God, we're going to give it to you. No, we give him the first fruit of our paycheck. We give him the first fruit of our time. Uh, What about our relationships? Do we spend time with him and look at him as the number one relationship? There's all kinds of ways we can think through. And I would ask you, how, dear believer, can you think about, giving God the first fruits. It starts with money, with schedule, with relationships. Those three areas are a major portion of our lives. Think about the different areas of your life. What about your body? Are you taking care of your body? This is a matter of stewardship. In what ways are we showing God that he's number one in our lives as we think about loving him with all of who we are? So we look at all the areas of our life and ask, am I giving you the first fruits as a symbol that you have it all, Lord, instead of giving God the leftovers? Now, this principle is not just in the Old Testament. Of course, it's in the New Testament as well. I think about Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Remember, the book of Romans is mostly about God's salvation. Right there in chapter 1, he says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation, Romans 1.16. And then he goes on through the rest of chapter 1, chapters 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, all the way through chapter 11. And it's this long section of teaching, the longest section of te- teaching in the New Testament on the doctrine of salvation. And how we're saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, to the glory of God alone. That's what's taught in Romans. We're saved by grace through faith in Christ. It's all grace. It's not something we earn. It's not something we work for. It's God's grace that enables us to be saved. And then, when he finishes that section, he he transitions to just practical instructions on how to live the Christian life. And then there are these two verses that are hinge verses, I I often call them, between the first 11 chapters on the doctrine of salvation, and then the, the remaining chapters of the book of Romans, which is about practical instructions for Christian living, he says, I, therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy. In other words, therefore, whenever he says therefore, you got to look back at what he's saying, therefore. In light of all this teaching about the doctrine of salvation in view of God's mercy, see, we're looking at God's mercy in our lives. In light of that, I urge you, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. So when you think about what Jesus has done for you in saving you, you think about His marvelous grace and mercy and kindness to you and forgiving you of your sins and giving you a place in heaven, guaranteed, He's preparing a place for you there. Right now, if you're a believer, you're destined to go to heaven. You cannot blow it, you, you can't unearn his love. You, you, you didn't earn his love to begin with. It's by grace. In light of the fact that he's so good to you and saved you in spite of your sinful condition, in spite of all your sins, the right thing to do is to give him yourself. And that is so similar to what we see back here in, in Deuteronomy chapter 26 with this principle of the first fruits. Notice how much time he spent talking about how God had led them out of Egypt and provided for them, had saved them. That's the motivation for firstfruits. I don't give God first place so he'll do great things for me, I give God first place in my life because he's done great things for me. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sound of Truth. If you enjoyed it, please rate and review it. Also, tell your friends about it. Thanks. Music is by Canon and is used by permission. Sound of Truth podcast is produced in collaboration with Harvest Jacksonville and is copyrighted by Brett Morani, 2023.